0: I want you to examine with me, if you would, Genesis chapter five, and I want you to get your mind on Jesus. Look at your neighbor. Say, "Are you all right?" And say, "I'm all right." If you're all right, then let's get our mind on the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's focus on Him. Praise God. I want you to look at Genesis chapter five, verse eighteen, and we're sharing from uh, with you rather uh, t- with the the New uh, Living Translation. King King James trans, translation will be on the screen. I trust, so we'll we'll share with you uh, the New Living Translation. When Jared Jer, Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Enoch. After the birth of Enoch, Jared lived another 800 years, and he had uh, other sons and daughters. Jared lived 962 years, and then he died. When Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close relationship, in close relationship with God for another 300 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years walking in close relationship with God. Then one day, he disappeared. Because God took him. Amen. Father, we just honor you today. Your word is so precious to us and we give you glory for it. Look at your neighbor. I'm about to hear the word of God. And I receive it gladly because God's word will make a difference in my life. Uh, Thank God. I speak unto you after you take your seat today. Life, health, amen. Praise God! Thank you for sharing uh, uh, along or, or sharing with me as we have shared with you, Amen. We are in agreement, Amen. That Genesis chapter five and verse eighteen through twenty-four is where we will be uh, peru where we where we will continue to peruse and continue to examine uh, the lessons found uh, in these passages of Scripture. You know, one thing you notice here that and this uh, text, it really is a genealogy of the line of Seth. But one thing you'll notice, how long those people lived. <laughs> they didn't start having children till about my age. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. Praise the Lord. Amen. I mean, that's something, isn't it? Amen. And the reason for that, just in case you've ever wondered, I know this is not a part of my lesson specifically, but I just felt, felt impressed to share this. That the reason they lived so long is because God's plan was to quickly uh, populate the earth. So they lived a long time because that meant they could bear many children. Amen? Amen. So unlike today, when the average uh, age, if you you know if you get to seventy, man, you're doing real good. Say amen. Amen. Say amen. Three score and ten. Praise God. And of course, uh, you're ninety. You you know, between seventy and ninety. Thank God. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. We we would hope that we would have hundred and twenty. Uh, as was the year and life of Moses, we hope that we would have 120 at 120 before he went up and was hidden, amen, and actually covered by the Lord uh, as uh, as a end of his earthly ministry. His eyes weren't dim. Say amen. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? Praise God. And I think that's a blessing right there at the 120. His eyes wasn't dim. And, of course, like Caleb, their strength had not abated amen isn't that something praise god well they lived a long time because god's plan was to make sure the earth was completely and emphatically populated so they lived a long time and in so doing they uh actually begat or became instruments uh to bring about a quick and large population god was populating the earth and when you get to Genesis five, you'll see how the earth had greatly multiplied. Well, it was because these 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 men were living a long time, and their strength at sixty-five and seventy was if they were like, you know, eighteen or nineteen or twenty or thirty. They say a man's strength is between uh, about eighteen to thirty. I said he's at the peak of his strength. Say so, amen. So they were they were actually been given tremendous health in order to fulfill the purpose of God. Uh why is, why is that important for me to take your time on this day when we're trying to get out of here before this ice comes? Amen. It, it 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 is because it tells us that God is able to renew our youth as eagles. Amen. And you don't have to go through all these, you know, H, hGHs and all these youth processes and this type of thing. That's God to give you strength. Amen i do it all the time and believe me it works amen and keep you strong that goes for both male and female am i right about it praise god now that don't mean that god is is trying to present himself as a fountain of youth amen but for your assignment you know for your assignment like when god had the son to stand still for joshua for the assignment to accomplish god can do anything am i right about it you're telling my work is not done i need my strength amen Praise God. The Bible says that in the King James Version that all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch walked uh, with uh, the Lord. I cannot help but just remind you that uh, our relationship with God is always determined by how we live for and in God. And God is and has uh, been so good to his people that he deserves for us Uh, to seek to maintain a right relationship with him. And you know, it seems like in the last 10 years, uh, five years maybe, maybe, maybe more, I don't have the specific number, we've we've been hearing more language regarding relationship, amen? Uh, It seems as though we woke up and found out that reconciliation was more than the difference between us and God settled, uh, uh, actually, Uh, define the hostility between God and man, being severed or being fixed by the work of the Lord Jesus Christ and one's belief in him, that is, that he is Lord and that he died and that God rose him from the dead. And in his resurrection, we have victory, not only in this life, but in the life to come. Amen. Amen. Now, with that being in mind, the other aspect of reconciliation, and we have the ministry of reconciliation, we are to be servants of reconciliation because God has forgiven us. Amen. The key is that uh, in this is that God has done all of this uh, that we might have a relationship with him. Amen. amen. You remember now the fall uh, created a, 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 a wedge between God and man. And man's relationship, amen, went through a crisis when Adam failed. Praise God. Well, God had a plan to renew that relationship. God wanted many sons. He sent his son so he can have a now more fervent relationship or a relationship with the sons that he had lost. And that means daughters too. And Christ, amen, and belief in him and his work on the cross it makes all this possible. Amen. When you think of yourself as a believer, don't think that you're saved just so you can evade hell and or for what you can get from God. Think of the glorious and wonderful relationship you could have with the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, some, some of us didn't have uh, working, active, fervent fathers, and, and some of our family situations were not conducive sometimes to the way we thought or the way a family uh, may have and should have been. But thank God the Bible says he'll be a father to you and a mother to the motherless. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Praise God, and that relationship with Him should be far above any other relationships. I sound like I said this before. Should be should be above and above above and beyond any relationship you have. I love my first lady. I love her, but my relationship with Jesus far supersedes that. He will never disappoint you. Am I right about it? Praise God, and uh, this should be at the forefront. Of our lives every single day we should think about amen what best expresses our relationship with God and what best reflects your relationship with God is not what you say is how you live amen this is a how you live day am I right about it amen I know we've got Twitter and all these other technological ways of communicating and I hope we don't let that get in the way of a good old face to face how you doing Amen. We say stuff, oh, oh amen. Through uh, these ether waves that sometimes uh, are really not conducive to building relationships. It's a trick of the enemy to have you try to communicate with someone. Amen. and You, you feel at liberty. You can say whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. Amen. But that takes away from the the aspect of of getting to know that person, looking that that person. God made us. and and gave us a human perspective so that we could connect with one another amen so when we say we love each other we can look in the person's eyes and and say yeah i think you really mean it Amen? amen praise god and we shouldn't let anything all of this is wonderful but it hurts relationship you don't text god in prayer you don't text your prayer to god well, some of you may do cuz some of you got a you got a problem. You you're addicted to so you can't even you can't even sit at the dinner table without that phone. You're addicted. You got a problem. And some people like it cuz it makes them feel important. You know, they, you know I'm important. I'm running the world. Amen. I'm running the world. I'm Donald Trump. I'm running the world. Say amen. And you know that's a lie, cause what did you do before you had all of that? You made it, you survived. Am I right about it? Amen. And we must not let allow anything, amen. Anything become come between us and our and our Lord. Touch your neighbor say, I'm sorry, I love you, but I I won't let anything come between me and my Lord. Amen. Praise God. Now the text has several life changing lessons that uh, we want to uh, package as we attempt to bring this particular theme uh, to an end. And the theme has been, as you know, it's time to walk uh, the walk. And before we bring this walk the walk theme to an end, there are lessons that we want to make sure we have, or uh, otherwise, wasted time over these last three weeks perusing this particular text. Because uh, in every text, there are principles. Principle, there, there is a principal point. But there's also rhema words within those within the text that is meant to be uh, not only expressed, but to be received. Because what we uh, receive from the Lord, and we have to receive it, uh, we are responsible to do it. And if it's rightly divided and we receive it, then it's going to work, amen, uh, in your life. Amen. And how, what would it work in my life? Whatever you need, change, strength. God has a unique way of taking the word and ministering to us, pertinent to every one of our own specific needs. You may hear something that the neighbor you're sitting next to may not hear, but that's okay as long as it does you good. And the gospel is good news designed to to, to do you good. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, the word will do you good, man. Amen. And we want these lessons in every in every presentation that is presented. We want to look for them, and hopefully we can make sure that we identify them and express them, so that we can use them in our walk with God. Amen. In our life with God. The first lesson revealed. Now, of course, uh, uh, again the text uh, is really uh, found with truths, and these these the, these truths would not seem it would not seem that they would be. Any specific truths in this basic genealogy, Amen. Of Adam's son Seth, Amen. Of course, again, you know his name means appointed uh, or substitute because he was the substitute for uh, his for the slain Abel, Amen. Of course, Cain who 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 murdered Abel. So uh, we see the genealogy in in chapter in this chapter five. Because it talks about Jared lived a hundred, and then it goes to Jared lived and begat Enoch. So it, it is a it is a presentation, a disposition of genealogy, indicating posterity of each one of these particular uh, individuals. So what we have here now is lessons that we uh, we can extract out of that 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 major verse, that primary verse, and that primary verse, as you well know is Enoch walk with God. Amen? And the result of his walking with God was that God had taken him. Let's talk about the first lesson revealed in the text. Amen? The first uh, lesson revealed in the text is a picture of faith because it speaks to Enoch's faith. Everybody say faith. faith. Amen? And Hebrews 11 and 5, of which we have perused, speaks to this. Amen? Because of where he had placed Enoch It places Enoch among the giants of the faith. And here's what it says. It says, by faith. Everybody said, by faith. faith. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, and it goes on to talk about his testimony was to please God. But the key uh, word in the verse, because of where it is positioned, Through the writer of Hebrews. Are y'all listening? Is faith. Say amen. Everybody say faith. Faith. Amen. And according to the word of God. Here in Hebrews 11 and 5. It really tells us. That Enoch had faith. Because it says by faith. Which indicates whatever Enoch was. It was because of his faith. In God. Now the the word faith. As you know is the word pistos. Now it is a, a rangy Greek word because it all seems like every word you you examine that uh, is faith is always pistis, <laughs> where this active faith, believing faith, uh, working faith, uh, all of the faith components will always have this seem to have this one Greek word. Uh, so it has to be actually uh, explained and contextually placed. Uh, uh, with its meaning within the language to which it is intended now in this case the word means persuasion or moral conviction and the moral conviction that Enoch ha- had was of the truthfulness of God it also means assurance and here's one we all can relate to it means belief, belief or to believe yes. Enoch believed in God Enoch was persuaded amen that God existed Enoch was morally convicted of the truthfulness of God and who God was monotheistically. amen so when you look at this word in the New Testament relative to how it's positioned here It really is a reliance upon Jesus Christ for salvation. So Ignat's faith is compared to the New Testament understanding that we have that without faith, we even cannot be saved or born again. Amen? We must believe in God. Am I right about it? According to Romans chapter Uh, 10 9 and 10 13 whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved but if you believe in your heart after you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus it has to do with this kind of faith we could also say it is the contending faith of Jude so we're talking about Enoch's belief system translated him into a relationship with God as it does with us in our belief and acceptance of Christ as Savior. Yes, sir. Y'all with me? Yes, sir. All right. Enoch believed in one God to extend this and the existence of God as creator. And he had confidence in what he believed. Yes, this he did before Moses. Now, here's what's going to get us in trouble. Enoch believed God before Moses. Moses. That meant he believed God before there were any commandments or before there was any any, any any expression that was derived out of the commandments, which is known as the law. So Enoch believed God when there was even no Abraham. Hello? There was no Abraham. If there was no Abraham, there was no Moses. But Enoch believed God. Hello? The question is, where did he get this belief system? There was no word of God. It was before Moses. Hello? Boy, we in trouble, aren't we? We got all these Bibles and we got teaching. We've got the fivefold gifts. Say, man, we got churches on every corner. I don't hear nobody talking to me. We've got everything that is conducive for our our success with and in God. Amen. And all these that we read about in the in the Old Testament, uh, all they had was a type or a picture or a God-given revelation. That's why you can't tell me the Holy Ghost, amen, is not important. Because the Spirit of God, by the will of God, dropped this theology in their spirit. Amen? So even if you don't have the uh, the brilliancy of a, seminarian degree and know all the nuances of the words and the Greek and the Hebrew and the Bible, if you just ask God to drop it in your spirit, (laughs) I don't hear nobody talking. Amen. He'll drop an understanding in your spirit that will get you where you need to get. I don't hear nobody talking. Amen. And will elevate you, say amen, to the level and place that he wants you to be. There's nothing wrong with knowing all this. There's nothing wrong with being studious and study. That's not an excuse for you to be lazy. You don't need all that stuff. No, you just antiquated. You need everything you can get for the culture you are ministering to. Say amen. I don't hear nobody. Some things will get you into the door, amen, if you have knowledge of it. I don't hear nobody. You You can't minister to babes all the time. Say amen. I don't hear nobody talking. You may, be, you may impress those who are at your level or less. Amen. But then you're going to run across those that are, I don't hear nobody, that need you to take it up a little bit higher. And remember, all this is about that, but not to be gloated upon, boasted upon, but yet made revelant for the people of God. And I think we get this. And the point that I'm getting is a lesson that you need to consider. Amen. We have no excuse not to live for the Lord, to walk with God. We have no excuse not to be saved. Say amen. You can turn on radio, TV. The gospel is everywhere. Jesus is everywhere. Say amen. This man walked with God when there was nothing, amen, but the help, which is enough, amen, that only he could get from God. In other words, God imputed it into him, just like he did with Abraham. He just gave it to them. He just dropped it in their spirit. Say amen. amen. Praise the name of God. I know it's hard to comprehend this. When you say, well, you know, today we're taught to read the Bible, pray, and fast. It's no, no, it's not what you do. That makes it legalism. That makes that makes you Phariseic. Amen. We're not talking about that. We're talking about uh God and his wonderful desire to have you have what you need. Amen. To keep a strong and fervent relationship with him or to have a relationship with him. Amen. God wanted someone to trust him. Say amen. With the way things were going. So he imputed and dropped this theology in the spirit of Enoch. We know that there was a little bit of the movement of the spirit of God because, amen, from this line that we call Seth, men began to call upon the name of the Lord, began to proclaim. Amen. And the reason they proclaimed or called, began to call upon the name of the Lord was because things were such in disarray. You know, that's one thing that'll get you calling on the Lord. It's when things are not going for you as well as you want them to go or things start getting difficult or challenge, your life is challenged, whatever is challenged, marriage, health, children, you're calling the Lord then. I think that's why sometimes God leaves certain things in some folks' lives. Say amen. God knows how to humble you if you won't humble yourself. Say amen. And he won't give you a limp because you have been in the spirit of Jacob. And maybe you have. I don't really know. But the bottom line is, amen, we have to humble ourselves. Then God need not humble us. Amen. Praise God. Now, when you look at this, faith seems to be, uh, the prominent, it's number one It's number one because it is prominent In the lessons that we learn from this text Enoch believed in one God The existence of God as creator He had confidence in what he believed This he did before Moses Law Which was a the river of the commandments And before Abraham uh, I got to have you hunt your name again and Say wow, wow, wow What is our problem? How come we can't hold on to the Lord? From, from Sunday to Sunday amen and this man held on to this in type he had a, everything was in type it, it, it was not even revealed by 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 scroll it wasn't written amen but he held on for 365 years God folks can't hold on for 65 seconds 365 seconds but he they, he held on for 365 years say amen with no Bible. No law, law was given so that it would be a schoolmaster to show man sin. Through the law, I found out what sin was all about because without the law, I would not have known what it was to sin. Hello, Paul expressed that. And here we have Enoch walking with God. I want you you to, I'm taking my time on this one. I won't take so much time on the other ones. I want you to get this, all right, because I want you to shut your mouth when you start complaining about, you know, certain things in your life. Hello, just have faith in God. I like what Schambach used to say, you don't have any troubles or problems. Just have faith in God. He's talking about another faith that's birthed out the faith, the believing faith that you have in him. If you believe him, then you seek him. And you'll find out that he's a rewarder, I can't get no help, of them that diligently seek him. If you believe in him, when trouble comes, you'll seek him. your neighbor amen some of y'all running folks face telling them all your business before you talk to god i can't get no i don't care if they're preacher potentate or bishop talk to god about it say amen he got to trust i have to trust in god like you do i don't hear nobody talking before you start talking about your problems please Talk to the Lord about it. Say, God, what shall I do? Help me, Lord Jesus. Put put the right thing in my life to get me through this. Say amen. Uh, Sometimes all people can do is empathize and sympathize with and shake their head. Amen. I don't hear nobody talking. And you don't know, you might be talking to a Job's friends, Elophas and all the rest of them three fellows. Amen. They're sitting there looking at you. And you must have done something. (laughs) God must be upset with you. But we find out that's not the case. Am I right about it? Bad things can happen to good people. You have been listening to Bishop Joseph L. Shannon, Sr., pastor of Greater St. Paul Ministries, the church in the heart of the city, with the people of the city in its heart. We invite you to be our guest at our West Campus location, located at 5116 Terrace Drive, Omaha, Nebraska, or at our North Campus location, located at 2123 Miami Street, Omaha, Nebraska. We are one church in two locations. To purchase the full message, please visit our website at www.gspministries.net. If you would like to contact us, our North Campus phone number is 402-341-2231 and our West Campus number is 402-932-4415. Be blessed.